Uh, okay, welcome everybody to another episode of Raz Music. Today in Metal Talk, uh, we have a very, very special guest with us. Uh, but before we introduce him, of course, I remind you, click that subscribe button. So here we go. He's a German guitarist. He's a bassist. He's a musical producer and mixer. He's very well known for working with heavy metal bands such as Avantasia, Ed Guy, Angra, Shaman, Rhapsody of Fire, Camelot, After Forever, Epica, and most recently, Masters of Ceremonies. Sasha Paez, how's you doing? I'm very fine. Thank you very much. I hope you're <laughs> fine too. That was times. a long introduction. Yeah, it was a long introduction, right? Yes. <laughs> How you doing, Sasha? Uh, COVID-19 is happening. Uh, when when is the musical world gonna get back to normal, Sasha? What's happening? If I would know that, <laughs> it would be great. I'm, I mean, everybody's trying to do uh, find new ways of doing their stuff in a mm -hmm. way, you know. So it, it never really ended, but uh, I don't really think it's gonna be like it used to be for a while. Right. That's that's how it it seems to be. Uh, so I think we have to deal with that kind of thing a little bit longer. Okay. Uh, I mean, slowly some stuff is coming back, but actually, yeah. it's not really uh, nothing really changed. It's just that people just take more risks. I would say. Right, correct. That is actually the, what's, what's happening. And I don't really know if this is the right way to approach it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see. I mean, myself, I mean, also, we have a, a tour planned in February. That's correct. Really well, we just we just heard about that. That's right. I'm, I'm really hoping this is, I mean, it's the first approach for a tour. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really hope it's going to happen. But nobody knows what's going to happen, right? And, uh, you have uh, European dates uh, with uh, with band Serenity. You're gonna be yes. uh, you're gonna be touring with them, correct? Yes. All over mm -hmm. Europe. So far, you've announced Not all uh, over Europe. It's just four countries or five. Just four countries. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a small start, right? It's a small, mm -hmm. very small tour, and it's mm -hmm. small clubs. And I'm just hoping uh, yeah, the the regulations are in a way that people can actually join <laughs> join the concerts in a way. Correct. Because I think there are, there are more tickets sold already that for the regulations that we have now would be able to correct enter. but pretty positive this is going to change and they find some ways and it all starts with so everything's uh, going to be good but you know yeah. we, we got to deal with it and it's not like i said it's not going to be the same as it used to be for a while that's pretty sure but it starts with us and taking care of ourselves and wearing the mask when we go to public and all that stuff. Um, yes. So, hey, uh, this tour with Serenity, any chances that this is going to hit uh, any uh, uh, American uh, countries? Uh, you, are you going to bring it to North Amer Latin America, North America, anything like this that is, for now? This is really reduced to, uh, like, actually, it's the, the close surrounding of Germany. It's <laughs> right, right. Belgium, Belgium Holland, uh, Austria, Switzerland, and Germany. Mm -hmm. so it's five countries. And, yeah... I, I will try to expand the whole thing mm -hmm. as soon as everything is a little bit clearer. The situation Correct. is a little bit clearer. Uh, yeah. I want to try to expand the whole thing to a couple of countries. Mm -hmm. But most probably, it's going to be Europe for now. Okay, for now. And for starters, at least, until things get back to normal, correct? Yes, because I really don't think we can tour, like Europeans can tour in uh, America. Right, right. In the beginning of next year. Correct. That's gonna correct. Be, that's gonna be tough, probably, but I would love to really because <laughs> I really want to put this thing on stage. We just had one little little show, uh, like uh -huh. a test, uh, on Mallorca yet, and we we wanted to start this summer right and do some stuff and some festivals, but okay, in the end, nothing happened, of course. 
Right. Uh, and yeah, but we're trying, right? And of course. as I said, we do, we do another stuff. I just had a little like an online show with another band that where I was joining. That mm -hmm. I was producing is actually a German artist, so I just oh, joined cool. him on stage without rehearsing. Actually, just <laughs> you're used to that. Even. I'm sure you're used to that, right? Uh, yeah, I, I don't like it so much. <laughs> I like to be prepared, especially. So, live. so let me ask you something, Sasha. Uh, with Masters of Ceremony, you I've been listening to the material. Very good material. Very diverse. I think it's uh, yeah. uh, very versatile uh, too. It's it's very enjoyable. Um, Listening to uh, Adrian, obviously she toured with you with Avantasia. Obviously Felix is in, is involved. How was it that you chose uh, these members of Avantasia? Were you touring with them for too long, and then uh, you already started writing with them in mind, or how was it? No, no, no. Yes and no. <laughs> uh, so it, it was like this. I mean, I was asked a couple of times by Serafino, the head of um, uh, Frontiers Records, uh -huh. uh, over the course of the last five years. Uh, to do a metal project on my own under my name and stuff, you know. Right. I was always like, oh no, I'm, I'm not sure I should do that and this and that. And mm -hmm. one day I just thought, hmm. and he didn't actually really call me like a day before or something. He just calls called me every once in a while. <laughs> right, right. Oh, he was persistent about it. He was persistent. Yes, yes, yes. And, right, 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 right. Like, Why not? I mean, just do a metal. I mean, because I do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And. Uh, I never really did a metal project on my own, right? Mm -hmm. I did many things like Virgo, and it was always to break out a little bit of the metal. Correct. Project. Always and with other musicians, but never yes. you fronted on your, yes. your own. Yes, and then record. I thought, like, actually, it's cool to show to some people that that are interested how I see how metals, how I would approach metal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, even if you talk about like a more a little bit more traditional sense, but it's a mixture of all. I would say, like, uh, yeah. There. It's very, it's very versatile. You, you, yeah. you listen to a lot of uh, not influences, but a lot of uh, different pieces. That oh, this is a lot very symphonic. This is more speed. This is more perhaps a little bit more poppy, and it's very good. I, I really liked it in my, in my opinion. It's Thank pretty you. good. So yeah. my approach is a little bit more raw that some than some people would think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I'm known for like the symphonic stuff, correct, and stuff like that. But yeah. that's not actually actually not 100 my nature. In a way, my nature is kind of more raw. Mm -hmm. In your face, this is how I see music and how it should be played, uh, right. especially metal and rock and roll. And this is how I try to approach this album. And to choose the people was, in the beginning, was kind of hard because the first thing I, uh, I had to think about was the singer, of course. The most of course. Why, uh, why a female, Sasha? Oh, uh, you know what? I, I didn't even think about a female in the first place. <laughs> uh -huh. but I, uh, and then I, you know, I actually always thought of a singer. I didn't want to do a Heaven's Gate party, right? So correct. Uh, but I wanted to do something that has the same intensity mm -hmm. as a singer, for example, as Thomas Redke from Heaven's Gate had. Exactly. He has really, it's like raw power, like a slap. Very powerful. Right? Yeah. Yes. And then I was checking on singers. There's a lot of good singers around and stuff. That's not the point. But I really, I, I checked the YouTube material here and there, and I thought about this guy and this guy. And I had a hard time finding people uh, or like that that would really suit this scheme in a way, you know. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. there are people. I mean, obviously Thomas Redke, but I didn't want to do a second, right. and I wanted to also do something different a little bit. Uh, also, Langhans would have been an option, but it was mm -hmm. a little bit too close to what I was doing. I wanted to do something different, you know. Right, right. Uh, in a way, with uh, some other people 
uh, especially vocal wise. Mm -hmm. And um, so and then suddenly uh, Adrian came to my mind. And I, you know, because I was just working with her and she was a very nice person. And that was, that is the first thing I'm looking for. I don't mm -hmm. want to, I don't want to be surrounded by jerks. <laughs> I want to work with nice people, no attitudes. I really don't mm -hmm. like this. And mm -hmm. I mean, you got to deal with that every once in a while, of course. But if, if I choose people from my band that I have to tour with and work with, be together, do videos and stuff, I want to work with nice people. And that's, of what, course. that's what I was really looking for. So then you, this you can only do when you work with people that you already know, in a way. And Adrian and I knew, knew her from, uh, from the work with Seven Spires. Mm -hmm. uh, she, I visited, uh, actually, I met her once in New York, and she was here once. For, for doing a re little recording for her band. That was before she joined the Avantasia. Oh, okay, okay. So nothing and to you do know with the Avantasia. She is actually in Avantasia because she, she's a master of ceremony. Oh, I see. Oh, it, it worked oh, the other way around. It worked the other yes. way around. I see. You know, in a, in a, during the Avantasia show in Chicago, I got a chance to meet her. She yeah. was outside and she was very friendly. She was... Uh, no, she's uh, yeah, she's super friendly, very nice. And I think that uh, you really captured... Uh, what you wanted to get out of her voice, because uh, yeah. as I was listening to the material in Masters of Ceremony, you can hear a very, very soothful melodic uh, portions of the songs and others just very raw, powerful, right in yeah. your face, like you say. So I think it's it was uh, translated very well into uh, into your music. It was really good to work with her. She's uh, such a sweet person and mm -hmm. also such a versatile musician. Right. And so and she also has a deep. Uh, I mean, she's very young, but she. I, I, she kind of has an older soul in a way. <laughs> so because I wanted to work with, uh, you know, of course I wanted to do the basis of the songs. I wanted mm -hmm. to set a direction because if I do a project that I will do it for longer and I want to do this for longer, uh, I don't want to make a lot of compromises because I always, you always make compromise when you have a band, right? So I want right. to set a direction. I said, this is the way I want to go. And I still I wanted to uh, involve the people Right, so in this album, uh, the only person that was really involved, except uh, Corvin, was doing his keyboard parts more or less on his, uh -huh. himself. Uh, but that was not that essential on that album uh, as the vocal, of course, because it's not really keyboard oriented. It's it's an important right. part, but it's it's not changing completely the, the, the face of the songs. Right, it's just correct, adding correct. some cool stuff. And um, but I wanted to have her involved into the songwriting mm. but i had to prepare some stuff of course so in the end we ended up with i wrote like i don't know eight songs on my own right like, uh, also the lyrics uh, and on four songs we could work together and uh, that was fantastic oh yeah so you're, you're gonna give them more room for them to uh compose That's and bring fun. in their ideas i yeah? really want to do it different uh, I, I really have this in the book i love to just recently did a couple of productions not metal but uh, something else with a mm -hmm. guy from london for example and mm -hmm. we did it live in the studio and uh, you know we, we did the songwriting just on acoustic guitar uh, him and me he's the correct singer. his name yep. is joe colover it's gonna hmm. be out soon Very oh cool. good and good. Uh, so we did the songwriting just on an iphone you know sit in the kitchen and right uh, right right the song like really quick you know very mm -hmm. raw and i took mm -hmm. the iphone i, I didn't even bother because i i mean i can do it i can do the whole production on alone if i want right right but i didn't right. even bother trying to arrange it because i thought i i searched for some really cool people 
put them all in one room in the studio, put the iPhone on the fucking table. And it worked out. And we listened to it, and two hours later, we're going to have a great song. And this is wow. the way we did it. And so we played, we listened to it, arranged it together, like had the influences of the people coming in. Mm -hmm. and, uh, what about this? What about that? Tack, 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 tack. Two hours later, let's record. We played it and we played it like two or three versions. And we that had is, a song. And it's where, fantastic. Where, where can we hear this, Sasha? Where can we this, hear you, this? You can hear it soon. It's called uh, Joe Don't Try. Joe Don't Try? Joe Don't Try. <laughs> I have to listen to that. The new, uh, the, it's also kind of versatile. There's a mm -hmm. lot of uh, quite, quite some acoustic stuff on there, but it's not metal. Okay. Right? Uh, and we had we have the first two videos done. Mm. So uh, the first uh, one is going to be out beginning of August, I think. Okay. You can check. Uh, I don't know the date exactly now because we're just deciding to these days. You know. Of course. Uh, yeah. Everything is already. We have this company that uh, we work together with, and uh, like I said, two videos are done. The whole album is done. We want mm -hmm. to make a couple of singles and have the album released. We have we have a little tour planned in also in October uh, this year. But do you, you know, play guitar? Do you play guitar for this project or for this band? Yes, you're playing guitar. Actually, yeah. I was sitting recording and producing and playing guitar at the same time. Doing everything. <laughs> yeah, I was just uh, I'm used to that, right? Yeah, of course. And, yeah, and uh, that it was very interesting, and uh, I will play live as well. Yeah. So, so Sasha, let me ask you something because uh, we've been seeing in, uh, on, uh, you know, Tobias, your friend Toby, is very active yeah. on social media, and now he's been hinting about uh, a new Avantage album coming along. Uh, yeah. When? How is that coming along? Are you working on it? What's kind of happening uh, happening on the Avantage world right now? Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> what What else can you tell us, Sasha? Yes, there, uh, there's always so, so much surprise. It's not not much more to to tell. I mean, we're deeply working on it. On mm -hmm. it for a while, uh -huh. and uh, it is pretty far, and very good. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't finish one thing because I really wanted to tell uh, about the other other people in the band of uh, Masters of Ceremony because please uh, I really love to tour with Andre and Felix. Uh -huh. They are just so lovely and very good, mm -hmm. and so that was very simple choice for me. It's nothing to do with using the name of Avantasia. It's just uh, super practical because right. every time uh, Avantasia is on tour, they can't do it and I can't do it as well. But <laughs> they are free when Avantasia is not touring, right? Right, right, right. So it's a, it's a very uh, logistical choice. And, and, uh... and they're so so nice. Uh, I, I play with Andre, the bassist, mm -hmm. since uh, I was 12 years old. Oh, wow. And I tell you, this is a long time ago. I so didn't our, know this. Oh, we, oh, we had our first band together. I'm, I'm really, really loyal to a lot of people. I mean, uh, Miro and I, for example. You, you uh -huh. know yeah, of course. You're Miro. Miro, of course, yeah. Miro is, uh, I know him since the first grade of school. And we, oh, we did shit. awesome music together when we were 12, 13. So, uh, yeah, I know him since I was five years old. So, Sasha, th this is unbelievable. I, I did not know this. You're telling me that two of the most uh, uh, prominent figures in power metal, you know, producers and all this, uh, you're telling me that they met in the first grade? And they've yes. come on. You've known each other all your lives? Yeah. That's, that's incredible. And he's going to come incredible. by tomorrow for barbecue. <laughs> oh, you, can, you guys are barbecuing tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You're going to barbecue. What are you guys grilling? Some steaks? Oh, actually, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> oh, you're a vegetarian. I did yeah, not know but, that. Well, no, no, no problem. But uh, uh, Miro will have some... Some steaks? Some, some steaks. <laughs> maybe bratwurst. 
right? Or Bradwurst, of course. Yeah, we see. Yeah. And uh, I forgot Germans. Corvin, by the way. Uh, Corvin, I, I work with him. He's the keyboard uh, keyboardist. And mm -hmm. I work with him on a couple of projects before. Such a lovely person and such a good player. And that was also uh, somebody, he really wanted to do it as well. He was, uh, he really wanted to do it. And I really was, uh, because pe some people ask me, why didn't you ask me? Well, right, right, first right. First of all, yeah. he's uh, maybe not so much into touring of this kind. Uh, mm -hmm. But also, I really didn't want him. And actually, I didn't plan for a keyboard player in the beginning. Mm. Right? I, I, I was just, just I, yeah, I just thought I make some keyboards and that's it, you know. But right, right. Corvin was totally into it. I said, like, I, I do the keyboards for the whole album. Let me let me do some stuff. And I tried. I said, oh, great. Yeah, let's do that. And then and I thought, like, oh, we cannot. I mean, you have to be in the band. We, we have to really. It, it really. It's really amazing, been... Sasha. It, it, it speaks so much of you, how you tell me that you've carried these relationships for so long and, and how you uh, like to keep that uh, tight circle of musicians. That's quite incredible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, I, I also had the studio with me, right, for mm -hmm. over 20 years. Right. And yeah, why, why not? I mean, it's good. It's like Sam. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. So, again, uh, going, going back to Avantasia. You're mm -hmm. not going to give us many details, I know. Uh, but oh, no. uh, that also, it's hard to give details. It's hard, right? What can you say? I mean, we work on stuff, and I really think it's cool. It's mm -hmm. pretty diverse mm -hmm. and uh, interesting. You've, uh, you've definitely influenced Tobias. As, a, as an old-time uh, fan of Tobias since his uh, career started back with Savage Poetry and all that, and to see uh, Avantasia... Uh, change to what it is nowadays, uh, uh, transform, develop, and in such good ways. Um, how has to how, how has Tobias influenced uh, you in in how you arrange, how you compose, and how you write? I mean, um, obviously, if you work with somebody for a while, uh -huh. you influence each other, right? That's of course. Uh, if you, and we, we work very closely. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, now we work over the distance mostly. Right, especially now, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, also because we are so used to do stuff together, mm -hmm. I just know what he wants, right? Right, and, uh, right. I just, uh, I just, and he's very easy, and like he's very open uh, now uh, to to stuff, to ideas, and so, mm -hmm. uh, and of course, working on on his songs, certain structures, maybe certain uh, chords, chord progressions. Mm -hmm. That you do a lot, and I work it out, and I do this and that, change this and that, and, and then you take over some, some parts of that as well. Right, 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 right. You take something uh, home with but, it. Yeah, of course. Yes, but we we actually come a little bit from a di little different. We, we we're meeting in the middle. We come from a little bit different approaches. He's really more. I'm really not an '80s guy, so much. <laughs> really, I, I right. really don't. Uh, he's totally '80s. You know, he's a, he's, he's a an '80s guy. Of, yeah, he, he comes like from bands like Def Leppard and uh, mm -hmm. stuff like this. He listened to Hysteria a thousand times, he said. <laughs> it's not it's not where I'm coming from. I'm, I'm coming Correct. from more, uh, e either uh, more raw stuff or like bluesy stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, when I started out as a player, as a musician, I was coming from blues and fun. Mm -hmm. and slipped into this metal thing in a way and always <laughs> tried to carry my influences. Right. Metal. And uh, yeah, so, and then we just kind of meet in the middle, and uh, I tried to take, uh, I mean, 
I wouldn't. I would some stuff I would not do on my own, mm -hmm. uh, just on my decision. I just know he likes certain things, and I do it this way, and then it goes to your repertoire. Right, right, right. So no, that's totally I, normal. And he's a very good musician and a very good, good friend, and he really has a good, uh, a certain taste, you know. Mm -hmm. okay, good taste is always very. Uh, it varies, yeah. Uh, subjective, uh, but uh, he he. He's really a good musician, one of the uh, good artists in this genre, I think. Right. Uh, and it's especially also uh, what I like is his lyric writing. Yeah, he's, and, he's and phenomenal. And that improved so much. Yeah, it certainly did too. Yeah, you're right. He's uh, he's become so uh, so romantic too. Uh, yeah. he's, he's such a good lyricist. Now I have to thank you. Uh, I guess on behalf of every single Aventasia fan in the world, I guess because for some time it seemed that Tobias wanted to kill the project or just forget about it, and you brought it back and even better took it on the stage, which to me was such a brilliant idea because that that was something that fans had to see you know we see now with Halloween united you see how like kai and and kisk are, are coming together but i think you bringing some of the uh, uh key members of the power metal world into the stage together was just paramount and such an amazing thing for fans to see so i want to thank you for that for doing all of that and uh i have to ask you um favorite album so far about avantasia or song what do you like the most from avantasia Anything in particular? You know, uh, it is a very romantic thing to, to talk mm -hmm. about this. Of Correct. course, if, if I think about Scarecrow, the whole Scarecrow album. Oh, yeah. It's this, I like it a lot. I still like it. And it's mm -hmm. the start of it all for me in a way. And uh, it's the first tour. And it was, Correct. It was really, really cool. It, I mean, yeah. it was really something special. Mm -hmm. And uh, this will always be probably uh yeah a, a romantic thing for me uh, regards regards to Antasia. but i totally there's a quite some stuff that i like i mean uh all over the albums i have to say mm -hmm. so i don't i don't really think i mean some album is a little bit more in this direction a little bit softer because some people are complaining it's not metal enough and this and that you know but it's totally on purpose it never it doesn't have to be on your face all the time correct you know? It's yeah. not. It's. Uh, it's sometimes a scene too macho, you know, the whole thing. But mm -hmm. it, it doesn't have to be because if the music is romantic, the sound doesn't have to be hard as hell, you know. So Correct. it would destroy the uh, whole atmosphere. So mm -hmm. it was the criticism of sometimes. But I've, I'm looking back, and of course, not everything I did was perfect. But uh, I'm kind of happy with all the Avantasia albums. I have to say, absolutely. But of course, Scarecrow sticks out for me. Because it was the style also, and it has some incredible, incredible material. I love the song Scarecrow. The Scarecrow. Yeah, and it's beautiful as well. Twisted Mind, for example, is. I love it. That song. Brilliant song. Yeah. Uh, and it was the first stuff we did, and it, I, I think it turned out very great. Uh, good memories to with Eric Singer, for example, as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All these uh, times. And, yeah, I'm a very romantic person. So. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 era with Eric Singer, I think it was something that. Just, I mean, as a as a fan, and obviously seeing it from the outside, it, it must have been so rewarding for uh for ultimately a person like Tobias, who was a Kiss fan and and uh, a pronounced Kiss fan, to work with a member of Kiss and yeah. almost like live like the role that we wanted to see. You know, like he was living his dream, and we're all like living it with him. It was quite incredible, and and to see yeah. the, the music that came out of that, and obviously through your hands, Sasha. So that's why I think uh, we have to be very 
grateful that this relationship between Tobias and Sasha Pat exists, you know, in metal world. Yeah, ah, but I'm grateful too. I mean, yeah. just uh, now we are like uh, we're talking about it's like that's so relaxed, man. You know, it's, right? It's, it's, it's not there's no tension at all. Mm -hmm. uh, we just uh, do stuff and we're happy. I, I, sometimes I just say, "Wow, I'm happy to work with you." It's just great. I mean, of course. And uh, we, we do such things, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't we don't fight or, or something. It's just a it's a cool relationship and it's very fruitful and also sometimes we don't have to do stuff for weeks also fine you know because we usually work constantly on stuff right yeah it's not that we say okay the next month we do the production we, we just continuously more or less are working on uh, things here and there sometimes okay after an album and a tour it could be half a year where we don't think about anything right 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 but there's yeah. always something something yeah, going in a way that is yeah. probably period <laughs> <laughs> now um sasha um um june marks uh a year of an anniversary of uh the passing of uh of uh, andre matos uh, as yes. you know an icon and uh and power metal uh definitely someone that you participated with and and uh and brought into the world of avantasia on the stage as well um just your thoughts general thoughts about his passing uh terrible news it was so uh out of nowhere, it was very um, just out of the blue. Just how did you feel about all I this? Mean, uh, I was really devastated because um, uh, actually I, I will have an interview today for hmm. uh, about this whole thing, just about this. The, the, I, had some, the I had some documentary huh? that the documentary that they are yeah. filming, correct? No, not the documentary, something else. Oh, something else. Documentary I did already. Oh, I see. I, it was uh, yeah. I, pretty much in contact with the guys. Mm. And uh, I, I was very close to Andre for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, in the last years, we didn't have so much contact because we just went a little bit separate ways, but just because he's so far away, right? Mm -hmm. It just didn't happen that we worked together in a way uh, for certain reasons. Uh, but always he wanted to come by uh, again and say hello, to take his son to my place because he spent a lot of time in my home maybe one and a half years oh wow so in, uh, in germany yes in germany in germany so, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i totally uh, we talk uh, talked about him and we still talk about him a lot here uh, i mean he's he's like a part of the family a little bit you know of course. and uh, so he was here for long in good times i really have good memories and he's he was very funny and very intelligent and uh, uh, he was a great guy and very special in the way he made music and we did many things together i mean uh, the first big thing i did was angra angels cry mm -hmm. and it was very successful also i mean we went golden japan and stuff like that correct and that's the first time i met him and uh, that was i think 92. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah from that point on we were totally connected so um we, we already there back then we planned this virgo thing right hmm. we said okay we're gonna do this and that and we always were in contact and worked on stuff uh, right and uh, yeah i just just that was something i just couldn't believe really and we played together a couple of days before his passing uh, right we played, right we played in brazil i met him mm -hmm. and i didn't see him before for a while and he was on stage with us and uh he again he said like ah, i have to come down uh, drive down with my Volvo, you know, take my son, right. show him everything there, uh, because 
he said it in a way that everything where where I used to be, you know, what, right, like right. home. Mm -hmm. uh, he wanted to show him a part of his past, and yeah, it just didn't happen anymore. I was, I just could not believe the news. Uh, I knew it from from Toby, right, directly, uh, and they had the, the, of course, a direct link to the management and stuff. Uh, so it was pretty clear that it was real. But I just couldn't, still couldn't believe it. It was like, ah, no, that must be like a miss. That, 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 that can't be right. right. Yeah, it must be fake or something. Yeah, because wow. uh, and, and Hugo told me last week. I talked to Hugo from Shaman, and he said that there was this fake news already a couple of years ago. So that there was a fake news about that a few years ago. Oh, about about Andre passing away. Oh wow! And uh, so that's the first thought I had. It was like, ah. What a fucking no. bad joke. Right. How can you do this? You know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, and, oh, it wasn't a joke. Can no. you, uh, can you share, uh, can you share with us perhaps one of your most fond uh, memories of him, Sasha? Perhaps it was when you uh, met him, uh, when you guys did Angels Cry. Perhaps it was during the show. Um, oh, I, I had and, funny, uh, many funny many. moments. Many. <laughs> 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 you combined them. You combine them. <laughs> many, uh, funny moments, I have to say. Uh, some stuff is like almost, like I said, like uh, Angel Square is such a long time ago. I had like mm -hmm. this uh, video conference thing with Angra a couple of weeks ago. Oh, uh, it, wow. was, uh, it was actually on, uh, on the day of his passing away, hmm. a year, uh, one year after. So right. they invited me. We had, they had a couple of people, Roy Z. And the uh, management uh, of Agra, uh, Antonio, and uh, yeah, so we uh, Kiko was there, so mm -hmm. we had like shared screens and stuff, and we we talked about, uh, the, the, yeah, about what 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 we think about when we think about Andre, and we, of course, uh, it it was a romantic thing, the whole. I think for everybody because it was it's a long time ago and it was this initial start for all of us to do to do real stuff in a way and it was such a special result uh, this mm -hmm. angel cry album right and uh, i remember parts of this recordings and situations especially recording with andre at night hmm. for example uh withering hate right it's just a something i don't know something magic it mm -hmm. was something magic but the first thing i think about when i think about andre is the funny moments uh, like because he was a little bit clumsy <laughs> he did he did like weird weird things yeah. like it was like uh, and it was always lovely uh, i mean he did he was i mean just try that uh, just try to walk up the stairs in my place here it's, i mean this is the room where we did a lot of things too like uh -huh. uh, recorded some stuff, uh, but you walk up the stairs with your suitcase, put it in front of you, and fall over it. Just try that. It's almost impossible. It's just <laughs> a hard thing to do, but he, he could manage to do that. And uh, he was doing a lot of funny things. That uh, That's we we always talk about this funny stories, and uh, it was it was so sad in a way. I came back from Brazil, and my I was talking to my daughter and. But he did. She didn't see him for really many years because I saw him uh, maybe on Wacken in between. I met him here, there uh, on, right. on tour, 
Mm -hmm. uh, but she, she didn't see him for a while, and he was really taking care of the kids when he was here. Like he was, in my, my my daughter was horse riding and stuff, and he was going with her, like with leading the horses and <laughs> stuff like this. You know, he, he was right. always playing with the kids. Wow. And so we were sitting down and talking about him when, when I was coming back from Brazil. It was the last show actually from the tour, and like and we talked about these old stories and this and great. It was I remember it. It was I came back on Tuesday. This was Thursday when we talked about it, and I was saying just I, I met Andre, and then we started talking about the old stories. Nah, great, and he will come here. And Saturday, I got this news. Fuck, right? But terrible. Uh, and the stories to talk about uh, right with him and i have good memories and he was a good guy yeah that's a beautiful thing that you keep so many uh good and positive mo uh, memories of, uh, of andre and uh may may his uh, soul rest forever yes. um so sasha i wanted to ask you um you know getting away from uh, the, the topic of music besides music producing and launching incredible albums and bands what are some of your passions like outside of playing instruments outside of producing do you play a sport do you like a video game do you do anything like that we we ask this ever to everybody and every and sometimes we've we've gotten responses and 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 you know people say no i i i don't like anything else i only do music what is one thing that you like maybe it's cooking maybe it's i don't know what is it sasha you know what i did basically only music for uh -huh. a long time a really a long time until I would say uh, something like 10 years ago, nine, 10 years ago. And uh, uh, suddenly uh, I worked a lot, right? And I was so stressed sometimes that really worked 320, 330 days a year, mm -hmm. every weekend, and you know, almost never time off, no vacation, every day, right? Mm -hmm. And no hobbies. Wow. And uh, because I was always working, and then I really had a downer, hmm. you know. Uh, so because I was all always working was stressful and stuff. Suddenly, I started not liking to do it anymore. Wow! So not liking music anymore and or playing guitar was just uh, work, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I hated that. Obviously, it, it really wow. pulled me down in a way. And I really thought, okay, before I get depressive or like get a total burnout. Because I had problems, right? Uh, I get myself a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> so what I, was it? I wasn't doing sport. I mean, I did sports in my youth, but all right. the years I didn't do any sports, basically, really. Oh, okay. Not at all. Uh, just maybe some, sometimes a little bit bicycling or something like this, but not really. So um, uh, then I started to do some sports mm -hmm. in the mornings, but what I. The most important thing, or the most drastic thing I did was, uh, uh, I always liked the old timer motorcycles from my uncle, right? Oh yeah. And I saw one in his, in, it was in his garage, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool. <laughs> I like that." But I didn't have a license, and I thought like, oh, "I have to get a motorcycle," and I just <laughs> just work on them and stuff. No fucking clue. What about, right? <laughs> and then I, I just. This I really thought this is gonna this I, I want to do this you know, right? And I want to write that thing and make a license. I didn't have a license, so I have to do a license. But before I had a license, and I bought a very small one that I could write, but with my license, but that wasn't really great. So that I just bought a, a bigger one, and I didn't have a license for it. <laughs> I bought but, uh, 
You bought what? Uh, is it like a Harley? Is it like a no, big no, motorcycle? No, what is it? The first one I bought was a Royal Enfield. It's a in okay. Actually, it's an it used to be English. It's like super old school. It's designed uh -huh. from the 40s, 50s. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's, uh, it really looks like a, an old timer. And I, I really love that thing and uh, just bought it. <laughs> and nice. I had the motorcycle and I had to do a license, right? And I so now you're a biker. Now you're a biker, dude. Not really a biker. I'm, <laughs> actually, I'm not really riding so much. I just right, like, right. I have like a one a sidecar motorcycle. Oh, that's have, cool. Yeah, I have a yeah. very, I have a BMW, like a you know, like mm -hmm. forty year old one that's not so old. The sidecar is fifty years old, and I have a also a scooter. You know, like a yeah, a scooter. Yeah, a scooter. But this is also from the German Democratic Republic from the nineteen hundred sixty. Wow. Very old, I have old, uh, like old, old stuff like this, you know. Do you do you have a, a collection of like old vehicles, like? Yeah, not you like that stuff? I just like for. No? Fun. You're just like for fun. That's your hobby. Yeah, <laughs> that you just adopted. I just okay. If I'm really, uh, I really need to do something else. I do that, and it's <laughs> kind of cool, you know. I have some right, friends right. that I didn't know before. I just know them because of this, and oh, cool. uh, uh, yeah, and then we just. Do that, something completely different, you know? That's super cool. So, uh, Sasha, we're going to jump into our section, fan submissions. Uh, we posted uh, the, this that we're going to have this interview on our Facebook, on our Instagram, and on Reddit, and some uh, users submitted questions. We got two questions for you, and we're yeah. going to go with our last question for our episode of uh, Metal Talk today with Sasha. Uh, so let's go with uh, Oscar Hinojosa. He's asking, if you could make your dream band, who would it be? And that's either dead or alive. And you can be in it or not. It's your call. So you can start with uh, front or back, however you like. Your dream man, Sasha. Who would that dream be? I've never, that's, wow. I never thought about something like that. You ever thought about something I mean, like I that? Have, no, no. But I really, you know, let's put it like this. I would really see some, like to see some people alive again. Of course. Yeah. Of course. One, uh, one uh, two, and very spe especially, okay, not talking about Andre with something else, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but talking about icons of mine from my youth and stuff. Uh, mm. One is Steve Ray Vaughan. <laughs> of course, yeah. You would have him in there, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Ah, oh, for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's already, it's already yeah. looking like a good band. Who else would be in there, Sasha? You know, I, I was always totally into Frank Zappa. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah? Frank Zappa too, yeah? That makes yeah, sense, okay. I, I don't really know they would fit together well, go together well. <laughs> There's already two guitar players. Right. Uh, it's uh, it's a little bit hard to. Uh... Who who would you have on drums? Wow. Who's your favorite drummer out there? It's very hard to, to say actually. It's hard to say. It, it yeah. Depends a little bit. Uh, it depends a little bit on the. You know that that is really weird to say this now. <laughs> I think I met, and he doesn't know that he doesn't know that I would that think like this. Maybe I just said, "Oh, it was so great, you job." But actually, I just played this album with this drummer, and I have to say he's my dream drummer. Uh, <laughs> who who is, is that? His name is Jamie Little. Jamie Little? And, really? Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, he's not as super famous, but he's just great. Wow, what a he's great good. drummer. And he played this uh, Jodo Try album, and he mm. plays, uh, He, I met him when we recorded uh, Oli John Roth. Uh -huh. You recorded the, the Scorpions uh, Revisited album. Right. right I, I recorded that. Right. And he was drumming that. And I was like, wow, 
I have to work Ooh. with that drummer. And he's, yeah. he's so great. Of course, there are big icon drummers that I also right. really like a lot. Of course, you know? yeah, of course. But I was just like impressed by by him, and mm -hmm. he would probably really in the, be in the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, that's good. I mean, a couple of I mean, if you talk about bassists. I mean, I would not put myself in that band because I want to watch, watch them play, right? You want to watch them, and, of course, yeah. <laughs> and uh, maybe record them. <laughs> <laughs> who would sing, Sasha? I mean, I'm, uh, I'm interested to know, who would sing? Who would, who would sing? sing in your band, yeah. First the bass player, I don't know. Maybe, First the bass player. Oh, there's there's a couple, yeah, Pino Palladino or Stanley Clark. Mm -hmm. You know, uh but also, well, I, don't, I really very hard to There's say. Very so, hard many. To, so, so many, so many. And singers, uh, it really depends on the music, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends. Uh, I really don't know. <laughs> I really, really don't know. And Glenn Hughes is a very great singer, I think. Okay, Glenn Hughes. Somebody that I really like. That would be a good option. If he would sing. If he would do, it wouldn't do like this stunt stuff, you know, just like sing for the heart, right? Your, your dream band would be more like raw, like rock and roll, more like blues and that sort of stuff, like yes. away from metal. No, not, 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 no, no it, fast it's not stuff. Away from metal, it's just not metal. Not <laughs> metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not, right. It's just, uh, I, you know, I want, I also want to explore myself a little bit more to where I was coming from. Uh, maybe soon as well because i really yeah, want to do some blues stuff right yeah your roots, Myself, your because roots. I, yes because i always did it i mean many people do blues albums but they're maybe not coming from there but i really really started with that you My really came from there ah uh steve ray vaughan jimmy hendrix and stuff because this is where how i grew up with my mm -hmm. parents mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. i i totally i mean I listen to totally different music than people would think. I mean, I'm, I'm a yeah. super Bob Dylan fan. Yeah. And, yes. <laughs> I, I like the Rolling Stones as well. I like. Of I, course. I, I like Steve Marriott, for example, would be a singer and like a person. Steve Marriott is uh, from Humble Pie and uh, Small Faces. He oh was, yeah, you he, he, he you would have him in your band too. You like him? Oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, he was great. He, he passed away. Oh. I, I, I saw him live couple of two or three years before he passed away actually really was, uh, i think he was he was burning himself to in, in the bed with a cigarette or something you know oh, very really? bad way of passing away Shit. wow but he was great he was great terrible. so many good people i mean it's, i really would have to think about this right before i can really answer that but so many good people that i like you know but well well well, later, well uh you can yeah. tell us later, Sasha. You can tell us later when you think about it. Let's uh, let's go ahead and jump uh, to uh, Cynthia Martinez's question. She asked, how did it feel to see bands such as Camelot and Epica grow among the metal world and obviously your work being so heavily placed and influenced in those bands? How, how did it feel for you to see them grow as you held their hand throughout their musical career as their producer, as their engineer? How did it feel? I, you don't really think about it so much, hmm. I think. Uh, but now, especially because of questions like this that are coming now, that they, they didn't come back in the day. Because right. back in the day, you just do the stuff and it's happening, you know, and you don't really think about it. But mm -hmm. now, uh, 
it's already, as I said, rom kind of romantic sometimes, you know. Right. I talk about, I talk to Simona or whatsoever. I just worked with them actually last December mm -hmm. with Epica and mm -hmm. uh, just uh, also with Camelot. I'm, I'm in contact at the, at the moment right. as well again. I just talked to Tommy last night, actually. And uh, An incredible yeah. singer, Tommy, by the oh, way. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. Absolutely yeah. great. Um, yeah, but... Uh, now only now i see this you know and mm. uh, it really feels good when people tell me something like this or ask something like that then you i, I don't see my roles uh, so, you know i just do the stuff and i don't see it like this but people asking uh, these questions every once in a while and then you think about it and it makes you a little bit proud as well <laughs> yeah of course You're right of it, course like, everything oh, you know because everybody wants to leave a footprint and if i have a small footprint somewhere and uh, people think it this way it's very great because then you achieved something in your life much more important than uh, money who, who cares right. for money right it's uh, it doesn't count and sasha so you're you will live on and your music will live on for years and years and years and generations after you're gone because it's here and it's in our ears and it's in our minds. So thank you for everything that you've done and all the music, the great music that you've done. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very for much. Taking care of it. <laughs> <laughs> so Sasha, uh, we want to ask you, um, there's this last question that we always ask everybody. Yes. And uh, it sometimes it makes you think, and uh, especially during these very difficult times, you might have asked yourself this question. The question is, yeah. If you were not in music, if you weren't making a living out of music, Sasha, what would you be doing for a living? Uh, you know, this question never came to my mind. Never? Because, no, because uh, when I was 12 or, or something, mm -hmm. I decided I'm going to be a musician. I will wow. not do anything else. And I, I actually never really did. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I started i was working in a record store and i was working in a of course in the beginning right i was working in a music store as well to, to make some money and stuff but i never thought about anything else and i mm -hmm. couldn't really imagine to do something else but i have of course my interest as i said like uh with this old motorcycles and stuff i, lo I love right. old stuff of all kinds mm -hmm. uh, i could easily open a vintage store or something like this. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm really interested in uh, stuff like that. Wow. But as, and I could also work with my hands. Mm -hmm. as, uh, I could imagine that. I mean, I, I love uh, the traditional jobs like carpenters or whatsoever, uh, or like a, like a mechanic. Maybe I'm not the right guy for being a mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But something like that. It's something with your hands. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that because... I work a lot with my head, <laughs> uh -huh. right? And uh, also a lot of theoretical things, right? And uh, it just feels good to, right. to do something with your hands every once in a while, even if it's a hard job. Yeah, of course. Something like very physical. Uh, for example, you're, you're building something at your house and then you just do it yourself and you shuffle sand for, <laughs> for half a day. And it's just you completely destroyed and you feel good yeah but, you feel uh, accomplished i mean you yeah, did something right i i think all these jobs are very important and i don't value any of these jobs smaller than anything and right. uh, i could also imagine 
I mean, just in my heart, I know how hard it is to do a job like helping other people uh, in a medical way, mm-hmm. you know, but I would probably be too stupid for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sasha, I want to thank you for such an incredible interview. Thank you for taking the time for sharing all these uh, great stories uh, with us. Definitely, we'll be in. Uh, we'll be listening to uh, Sasha Pyatt's Masters of Ceremony. It's out now. Listen to it. It's on Spotify. It's on uh, on YouTube. Where else can you find it, Sasha? Everywhere. Everywhere, I guess. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. I hope so. Yeah. Everywhere. Okay. Or you, can, you can go and get the CD. <laughs> Or you can go and get the album as well. Of course, of course. Thank you so much, Sasha. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. And thanks for everything, man. Thank you for the kind interview.